It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are helpful. They're Mackie and Judd, and they're right. No, now. we're not even going to fight you on that. We don't even try to be. We're not going to deny that. We're just here, grumpy and mean. Judd actually stole someone's headphones. He's like, he's been in radio for six years. He has to. Steal I cried last headphones. night because I saw the cup. Yeah. Wife said, "Are you crying?" I said, "Absolutely, I'm crying." Yeah. And then she said, "You want to talk about your workday?" And you're like, "Never." No, no, I know. At Nothing least, proprietary, at least. At least those dumb dumbs from Vegas didn't win. Amen. Yeah, well, I was happy about and that. they lasted a month longer than the wild ever lasts. Oopsies. We'll get into some of that. <laughs> uh, Chris Singleton, Lou Nanny on the show today, but we'll ding, start with ding. what we saw last night. Maxim just holding. Ovechkin scores! Look at that pass right on the tape and right in the wheelhouse. It doesn't get any better than that. As the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974. The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. It's not a desert mirage. It's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington. You're making me cry really now. My dad's here in the crowd. he is, uh, he's diagnosed with Alzheimer's and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't remember a lot of stuff, but he bet your ass he's going to remember this one. That's, uh, oh, that's just great. Now I start without, the show crying <laughs> again. Thanks a lot, you that guys. That was, uh, TJ yeah, I saw that man. last night, Woo. man. Yeah, I don't know how you make it through that without getting a little, little misty. TJ Oshie. I saw Ovechkin go get the cup and uh, I teared up. And I'm not kidding. The wife said, are you crying? And I said, yes. This guy's been waiting 13 years to get. And then the, you the like, Oshi thing came on, and I was a mess. Were you were you welling up, or were there like tears no, coming down your face? No, I was welling up. But, were there tears but coming like down two your came face? down my face, yeah. This guy's waited 13 years for this moment. 13 years to get this chalice. What's going to happen when, when Koivu, who's waited, he maybe waited what? A decade I plus? I probably won't feel much. Are you going to shed I one for Miko? Won't. But when, when Oshi talked about his dad, I, I did lose it. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I lost I can, I, I'm not going to rip you for that. I just like, I think Ovi, shedding tears for Ovi no, might be a little over the just work, they, they work so long and so hard, and it's been 13 years of this guy, and there was a time when I think he thought it was going to be easy. And then he wins the cup, and he goes, and he gets the chalice, and he carries it around, and the... The joy that you can see. It's the joy. It's tears of happiness. It's so cool. I, I, I think it's funny what like what your emotional trigger points are. And there oh, are so very few of them where so you are disgusted by a child completing a checkpoint in their education. You ranted about kindergarten graduations yesterday okay. and junior high graduations. 
and you're you're Mr. Stoic when it comes to children and sentimental yeah, I'm just things not like that. that. Thrilled about them, yeah. but when Ovi raises the car, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what? You know what? If if a kid went to eighth grade for 13 consecutive years and finally graduated, and I saw the story, I might well up too. <laughs> More likely to react reaction from Judd if the Wild were to skate around with the cup after next season. Welling up in tears of joy and happiness and emotion as you did last night or sending out a tweet that Miko doesn't deserve this. <laughs> oh, I would <laughs> never do that at the moment. I might oh, think BS. I might yeah, you'd think wait it, till but 9 I would never do that at the moment. <laughs> you'd write it yeah, you're right, you'd write a whole column. Yep. Zolgan colon, <laughs> you jack bleeps don't deserve this. Wild wins first Cup franchise history, despite Miko Koivu's bloated salary. You missed salary. one thing. Double colon. That's Zolgad right. colon. Why colon? Yes. Uh, but the real news off of last night with the Washington Capitals winning their first championship in franchise history and the first championship Washington, D.C. has seen among its four major professional sports teams, we now hold the trophy and we are now the champions of sports championship droughts yes. in the Twin Cities among, and now this is this is among uh, the four major pro sports leagues in this country. So mm-hmm. NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL, the Minnesota teams are on the clock officially. The longest droughts of cities with four major professional sports franchises. 27 years. Well, we had, we actually were, were ahead going into last night, but, but we had company because it was October of 91. The Twins won game seven against the Braves. And then January of 92, the Redskins won the Super Bowl over the Bills here at the Metrodome. And so there, there was like seventy eight day period. So there was a very close alliance between. So a lot of people like put those two together. Yeah, us and, and the and, district at the and time. And so if there needed to be a tiebreaker, it happened last night. And now there is no ambiguity no, at all. No, we are number one because people say it was the nineteen ninety one NFL season and the nineteen ninety one MLB season. Yes. So if you were to go by the calendar, we hold the trophy. But a lot of people don't go by the calendar; they just go by the sports year that the last championship and we're took place in. Now. In fact, we are so clear-cut that the number two state or city on this list, the Arizona Diamondbacks in the 2001 World Series. They're number two, really. They are number two. We have a decade. Now, now, I got some pushback last night on Twitter about this. And and by the way, this is how it's listed. So this is not me saying it. The, The pushback I got was, well, yeah, but the Atlanta Braves won the 95 World Series, and they had all four sports from 99 until 2011 with the Thrashers. But that's not being counted. So Atlanta... Either Ad- way, it's, it's, uh, the, the Minnesota's still, right? I mean, but we still win, right. We're just, we're just debating who's number two but on of the, the But of the, of the uh, states that have the four men's major professional sports now, we are not only number one, we have a 10-year wow. lead as number one. I feel a sense of pride right now. I, knew, I, wanna, I knew you I want to give our teams a... A round of applause because you know what? There's no there's no value in the middle ground. You either want to be Boston, where you're just you have 12 championships in the last five minutes, where all all four of your teams have won a championship since the last Minnesota championship. In fact, multiple for Patriots and Celtics and Red Sox. And I, I don't want to be a middle ground. I, I, I either want I want. Don't worry, you're not. I, I want dynasties or I want the drought championship. And right now it's the drought championship, baby. So. Of the four teams in question here, 
uh, uh, NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL teams in town here. Yeah. Let's rank the four of those based on how likely they are to end the drought. So who's the team that's most likely to end the drought, and then which team is furthest away from doing can that? Can I get, give you a— You can de- actually make a case for all four, like, having somewhat of a chance. Can I, I give you a depressing stat first? Sure. Okay. I found that this note a couple days ago in regards to the Washington teams. None of the Redskins, Wizards, Nationals, and Capitals reached a league semifinal from 1998 until this spring. Wait, a league, uh, a league semifinal. Semi, so Forget a final. A second round. A second round. Okay. In that same time span, though, and this and this is what's depressing and relates directly to us. So from 1998 until now. Boston teams have made 25 league semifinal appearances and won 10 championships. So Boston teams have either gotten a buy into the second round or have won their way into the second round yes. 25 times since 1998. Correct. And did you have the math on ours again? Or did you, was it was no, that, that, Washington that was math? Washington. Do you have our math or no? Uh, I don't, but I mean, we, we've had, it shouldn't be too hard. We've had the Vikings once reach the twice. NFC no, three title times. game three times since, since 98 or four if you include... 98, right? They all, but they, 98, 2000, yeah. 2000, uh, 2009, this se- this past year. Uh, the Twins, once. zero. Oh, that that's right. Yes. 2002. Just once. Uh, the Wild... So we'll call it like four. The Wild once, is that correct? 2003? No, they've done that, it a few times. That they made the conference final? No, we're looking semifinal. Okay, so they made it... So, so it's like four to three or four times. Okay. And the Wolves... For their run. Well, I'm, I, I'm okay. Was the gist of your point to the to the conference finals or to or to the conference semifinals? Well, the the gist the gist of my point was, was the fact that Boston has had 25 league semifinal appearances and okay. 10 championships. Okay, that's what's like they're constantly winning. Yes, the playoffs they series. can't yeah. they can't help but continue to win. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can count on one. You can count on one hand how many times the Wild has won a playoff series. Yep. Uh, well, maybe maybe like a couple fingers on the other hand. The I twins guess. on the twins on, on one. one. Yep. They've won one. They've won one playoff series since 1991. Correct, because they've gotten bounced yes. in the first round yes. in the division series round in all but 2002. You're correct. The Minnesota Vikings, um, since Denny Green was fired, Brad Childress and Mike Zimmer have both gotten to one conference championship each. Uh-huh. And uh, in varying ways, got humiliated and/or crushed the souls of fans in the Twin Cities, and/or worse than that. Yes. Uh, okay. Let, let's right. start with you. Rank the four teams in order of how likely they are to end this drought. All right. Uh, this was actually pretty simple for me. Number one, the Vikings. Number two, the Twins. Because if the Twins now now there, there's some questions there, but the Twins have some components, and I think they're going to be well run. And so I say the Twins are two. I say the Wild is three, not because I have ultimate faith in this team, but in their league, you can make a run. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. And that leaves at number four. Congratulations, our Timberwolves, where there is not going to, there's going to be a possibility of continuing to make the playoffs for a few years to come here. I think. But I don't see any entry point to getting beyond the second round. So you and I have the exact same ranking. I don't think the it's exact hard. Exact same ranking. No, I was I when we brought this up I don't know, a couple hours ago before the show. I literally like just off the top of my head. It was one, two, three, four. It was very easy. And I tried to poke holes in the Wolves thing because because I think p- people might hear that and say the Wolves have a better chance than the Wild, like all these old players. But it's the nature. I think the Wolves relative to their league are a better team than the Wild, but. 
it's a lot harder if you're not the Warriors right now or whoever LeBron decides to play for or the Rockets. There's only about three teams that are going to have. Well, I put Boston in that mix. The Wolves have zero chance to win the championship next year. Unless they were to trade Andrew Wiggins for LeBron James or have three teams go down with injuries, right? Right. So, like the Wolves can the Wolves can go out and win fifty games in the regular season, and and they can they can get to the second round. They can sweep somebody in the first and round. You're not getting past and the second round. It just doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that said, I still love the NBA, and I'm still going to be intrigued by the season. There's going to be a lot of storylines. So just the nature of NHL versus NBA. I mean, hell, an expansion team almost won the championship this year in the NHL. Mm-hmm. So if you make a couple tweaks and you you make a couple trades this offseason, your goaltender you could, gets incredibly hot. Yeah, you could convince yourself that the Wild has a has a somewhat of a chance to win the cup. But congratulations to us. I mean, this is impressive. Yeah, twenty seven year drought. And on just on the Twins front, there. So Vikings are the obvious number one because they well they almost won it last year if they hadn't soiled themselves in the last three quarters of the NFC Championship game, and they made a bunch of tweaks to their roster, bringing a new quarterback, one of the best defenses in the NFL, they're number one. And I put the Twins number two. If you were to just take those last three teams, Twins, Wild, Wolves, and rank them based on how good they are relative to the rest of the teams in their league, the Twins wouldn't be number two on this list. But the fact that the Twins have all of these really good young players, which we'll talk more about this later in the show. Barrios looks like a staff ace. You got... Eddie Rosario looks like this emerging superstar player, and uh, some of the just some of the good decisions the front office has made so far. It makes you think that there's a five year window ready to open up, and if you just get into the playoffs, a lot of things can happen in baseball. So absolutely, yeah. um, it's Vikings tier of their own, yep. and then the other three teams are are separated, but Twins, Wild Wolves. So the the Vikings are there because they are a legitimately good team. The Twins and Wild are sort of the same in the. Since you don't hate them, but but you also say in their leagues success is possible. And twins are and on the, the rise, wild kind of. On and the in the NBA, you do not say that. In the NBA, you it, in the NBA to make a championship run, you either have a team that is a juggernaut, or or you're going to make the playoffs, but you're going to be done in a round or two. Yeah. So. Uh, so congratulations to us here in the That's Twin Cities. It's official. Years. If it wasn't official based on the calendar, it's now official based on the sports calendar. The longest drought among cities with all four major pro sports leagues. Let's just let's celebrate that today, you know? Go cheers a beer with a sports fan friend in the Twin Cities. By 10 years, too. <laughs> 10 bleeping years. Yeah. Um, we've got Lou Nanny at the top of the hour. Usually joins us on Thursdays, uh, travel and things, so he's joining us today. We'll get to write that down predictions at 11 o'clock and an accountability session. Chris Singleton on baseball and Twins. Has Chris Long slept yet? Our Capitals loving friend. I saw video of him. He was anchoring last night while the game was going on. And he was reading the teleprompter and giving his sports report on Channel 5 with his phone propped up. Oh, was wa- he really? Watching the third period. I don't know if you guys saw that video. No, that's good. Good Jess for Myers him. Jess Myers retweet. Lindsey Brown from, she's one of the anchors downstairs. She tweeted out this video. Well, of good for Chris. Chris sweating it out, like looking at his phone while the camera's off of him and they're showing highlights. He's like looking at his phone, reading the prompter. Their it expansion year, they won eight games. Vegas made the Stanley Cup final as an expansion team. The Washington Capitals in 74, 75 won eight games all season long. Yeah. So... Congratulations, well, Chris Long. Billion, Enjoy it. Half billion dollars will get you. I, I, uh, by the way, real quick, um, P.K. Subban was amazing in between periods. And they had Gary Bettman on at one point. I think it was between the first and second periods. And Gary was gloating over. He said, our, our goal was to make, you know, to, to put out 
a vibe in the arena and yeah. to make it exciting. And from an on-ice perspective, we were just hoping that they'd be competitive. And he gets this Grinch smile and he says... Yep. And I'd say we succeeded in that department. Yeah, yeah, they did. And meanwhile, they got about four franchises that could fold tomorrow, but Gary don't care. Fans, we did it. Get some beers, get some whatever, and start celebrating. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Washington Capitals, baby. Woo! All right, let's talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities. In my humble opinion, Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. And, uh, you know, it's the weekend. I'm sure a lot of you are probably on your way up north right now, or maybe you're working a half day, whatever it may be. And I found this out earlier in the week, and I, it goes against what I would have thought and what a lot of people would have thought, that warm weather and summer weather is actually more potentially harming to your car battery than cold weather. Your battery is more likely to go kaput on a road trip because it's hot outside than uh, than when it's cold outside. So this is the time of year to make sure that you get that battery inspection, which my friends in that service department will handle for you happily at Luther Brookdale Toyota. And make sure you've got that peace of mind on those trips up to northern Minnesota, to Wisconsin. You're driving around. Peace of mind is the number one thing you get among a million other things at Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard and Luther Brookdale Toyota. We now continue with more Mackie and Judd, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN. As the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. It's not a desert mirage, it's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington. It means everything. I think it's, uh, in this moment we're waiting a long, long time. You know, it's uh, since, that, since uh, day one. 13 years for Ovechkin to get his uh, first cup. All right, I have uh, three primary observations, Mr. Mackey. Uh, two are are good, and one is well. That's Judd Sport. Which one do you want first? There, there was uh, one thing last let's night. Let's start that, with the positive. Let's right. start with the the positive. Okay. I, and also, I'll add a fourth. I have a sort of a wild related something I learned on behalf of the Wild watching these playoffs too. But let's start with your positives. Actually, let, let's start with something that you uh, brought up uh, previously, and this to me was I didn't know it was coming, but it was a great move. It was fantastic. PK Subban was. Off the charts good last night. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that doesn't... Smart guy. But this is not a guy who does broadcasting. He plays. And for him to step into that studio role, Milbury, too, is such a hockey curmudgeon, right? He's an old school guy. And and this is why, if you're good, Subban was, Romo is, if you have recently played... It's so much more entertaining because your view is of the game today. Sports has never been more about the old guard and new guard, right? Because sports have just changed so dramatically. So if you played in 1978 and went into the uh, stands of the garden and took your loafer off and beat a fan up, guess what? You're out of touch probably. <laughs> Subban's ability to tell you what players today are thinking and to ask questions and and have thoughts about today's game I would love to see networks cultivate more and more guys who are just out of the sport because that, to me, was really, really smart and really good. Well, it's it, but he's going to be in the sport for like another ten years, probably. He's he's not even thirty. Yeah, is he? but I'm but 
I just think as far as getting guys who are are retiring now who want to do this, I'd much re- I'd like to get their thoughts as opposed to a guy that played in 1978. And it's not that that guy's bad; he's just not in touch necessarily. Yeah, well, he's these guys. The thing are. is, like, I wanted Subban to. I looked up his age quick, thinking, oh, is he older than I thought? Is he like nearing a broadcast career? And the answer is no. He's not even. He's 29 years old. And I was I'm watching that last night, thinking this is the type of thing that makes for more compelling TV. Like, Milbury is just, he's salty, and he's, I don't know, there's just a... Gotta send a message, he's Phil. Yeah, he's certainly not, a, like, a must-watch analyst. And I don't know, other than Doc Emmerich as a play-by-play guy, I don't know if there are any must-watch peripheral TV figures in the NHL, at least not for from my casual fan perspective. But P.K. Subban would be that. Like, the NBA has the inside the NBA crew. So if you're just looking for either in-game, play-by-play color commentator, or those peripheral pre post-game guys, the NBA has a lot of those, especially the TNT crew. I think Fox is getting there with Major League Baseball when they had, and A-Rod I think is still going to do the World Series uh, for Fox, even though he does Sunday Night Baseball for ESPN. But I was so disappointed when I found out how much longer P.K. Subban is probably going to play in the NHL. And uh, he was great. If if you would have just plopped down, you had no idea who he was, or you just knew that, oh, he's obviously a hockey player of some kind, and you just were to to watch the the first intermission, you would have said, "Oh, this is a polished broadcaster." That's what I was say. He's been yeah. doing this for five years for sure. This is a dude yeah. who's and he's just he just got bounced from the playoffs a couple weeks ago, and here he is. So if you're an NBC executive, you're probably super happy that it's going over well, and and he and he was great on TV. But you're also depressed that well. <laughs> I guess we can dust him off if he gets bounced again next year, but you're not going to be able to tap into him until he retires. I think it does show you, though, that there is a compelling case to be made to try and find recently retired players as opposed to keeping guys around. And it's not that those guys are bad. I just I find it to be so much more compelling when somebody can tell me what's what's going on present day. Well, Roenick was that. When they hired Roenick, yeah. he was just out of the league. But, I mean, more and more guys like like that make sense. All right, positive point number two before I get to the embarrassing thing. No league, for all of its faults, no league, because of its trophy, does a better job of celebrating a championship than this league. It is so cool to watch that cup get carried around the the ice and to watch it get handed off and to watch support staffers get it. And because you think about baseball, they all come out on the field and they and they jump on each other. They go in the clubhouse and they pour champagne. And it's it's not bad. Yeah. The champagne celebration definitely isn't just strictly baseball now. But baseball, I feel like baseball I do too. sort of coined the champagne celebration. So you when you think champagne, you think baseball. And football, y'all get up on that platform, and I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't the, do much for me at all. The football thing is a little weird because they have that bum 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 bum, and all the players are sort of. Roped off, and they're all just staring at the Lombardi. And they get up on that stage, touching it, and it, it looks like a spaceship. The stage itself lo- looks like they're going to ascend up. Like Jim Nance is going to, and Kevin and Hart's Goodell. trying to jump on after yeah. seventeen drinks. Yeah, it's but it's watching weird. that cup get paraded around the the ice, and and watching like strength and conditioning coach guy hoist it, and you have no clue who, who they they are, but it's still it's really really cool. The best video was Alex Ovechkin and teammates. After they had gotten done with the postgame celebration and they'd all showered and changed clothes, so they're in their street clothes, and they're walking through the MGM Grand Hotel lobby <laughs> yes. with the cup. Yeah. And people are, there's just people all over the lobby realizing what's happening. Oh my God, that's Alex Ovechkin and the cup. And they're all pulling out their phones and taking selfie videos. 
And it, 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 there's video all over. I should find one and, and retweet it. In fact, I may have done that this morning. But if you search Twitter or search the Internet, you'll see Alex Ovechkin and Capitals teammates just perusing through one of the more populated hotel casinos in the country, in the world. I saw a tweet. With the Stanley Cup. I, I saw a tweet last night. Uh, Chorsky was tweeting about the year that he won the Cup. And I think Tom said that he didn't get to sleep until mid-morning the next day. Yeah. So he won the Cup. They partied all night long, and he said he finally crashed at like ten or something. Yeah, the I th- next day. I think I saw a video too of a PFT commentator from uh, Pardon My Take podcast. He, I don't know where it was, but he was like drinking out of the cup last night. He's a Capitals fan, really. So this thing must have been in clubs in Vegas last night. Oh, and Chris people are going around there. Oh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Uh, huh, before we get to your negative thing, six five one six four six eight two five five. Larry and Woodbury, you're on the show. All right, Judd, I'm with you on how cool the cup celebration is, but it could be made better if Batman would man up and recuse himself from it. And I have two ideas in that vein. All right. All right. One, the previous, the captain of the previous year's winner could come out and pass the cup to the reigning champion's captain. Mm hmm. And that's the first idea. Second idea, uh, or if it was a repeat winner, would be to have some sort of legendary figure in the franchise uh, and kind of try and keep it hush-hush, which I know is about impossible in the Twitter era. Right. But to keep it really under wraps and, uh, I mean, how cool would it be to kind of build up the suspense of, oh, who's going to come out and, uh, and pass the cup along? And also, uh, I want to mention the same thing about Chorsky's tweets last night. Really, really cool stuff uh, about winning the Cup. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Larry. Thank yeah. I like it. Well, and Bettman, uh, here's my question. I don't like Gary, but Vegas booed him. <laughs> Why are the Golden Knights? What right do you have to boo this guy? Yeah, he's single-handedly. You got a franchise and you're in the final. Shut up. Right, he single-handedly helped manipulate why yes. the reason why you're playing I mean, here. why are you booing Gary Bettman? Yeah. He gave you your first professional sports franchise. My God. Who would be... Okay, just let's go down the path. I, I do like the idea of some quote-unquote legendary figure from the team that just won the Stanley Cup. But like, who would that be for the Capitals? Olaf Kolzig? Who is there and actually got to hoist the cup. Um, no, no, no. The Capitals, who could you do? You wouldn't do Mike Gartner, I don't think. Rod Langway? I mean, that that's the problem. If the Wild won the thing, who would do it? I mean, Scott Stevens played in Washington for a little while. Yeah, but then he left for the Blue. Now it wouldn't be. Yeah, that that's a good point. It, unless it's Montreal or, or a Heritage franchise. If in if if in the next five years Bruce Boudreau the Wild wins the cup, <laughs> who the heck would? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Marion Gabrick. Yeah, he would be the one. I right? mean, who would give it? So, <laughs> I like the idea. If you could get someone to do it, I like the idea of the previous years, like captain, like Crosby. Yeah, he probably wouldn't want to do it, but that's a good idea. And by the way, on our we'll, we'll, let's come back with your negative observation, and then I have sort of a a thing the Wild can learn from the playoff experience here but it's not just a 27 year championship drought now for the twin cities and we're talking the four major professional sports leagues it's the longest 
of the 15 cities or whatever it is that have four major professional sports teams, we are now strictly number one at the top, no controversy. But it's not just championships. We haven't even been to a championship game in that time span. <laughs> haven't even like, a gotten, game or a series. Get, get drubbed in a Super Bowl or something. It hasn't even happened yet. Um, sorry, we'll come back with more of this. And then Lou Nanny will join us at the top of the hour. At some point... There's some reckless NBA specula- speculation out there that leaves the Timberwolves out, and I'm actually kind of mad about this. We'll, we'll do that. Let's talk about this TCL TV here. I actually, you know what? I got an email yesterday. I should try to find this. Somebody emailed me saying I went to a local major retailer, and uh, the wife and I, we bought a TCL TV. It's one of the best decisions we ever made. He said, it's a little bit disturbing, though, when you're not ready for that 4K picture quality, when you can see, like, the missed spot shaving by some of the talking heads. It was an email from Ed. He said he bought three of them to fill a new home. That's pretty aggressive. That's more than we have in the studio. We only have one in the studio. We have one behind us, behind the glass here. But, um, well, take Ed's word for it. It's the best TV on the market right now, and it's the third largest TV company in the world, and it's America's fastest growing TV company. If you do a search for TCL TVs on the internet, you're going to find websites like CNET, USA Today, just putting out rave reviews. So stop in to any major local retailer. You can also visit TCLUSA.com, and uh, you too can see the missed spots shaving. Bill Mackey. Uh, he's been around. He's one of those guys where he's got a lot of talent. But he's kind of a knucklehead. Judd Zolgad. For someone who has done some amazing journalism, he's just a boob. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Fans, we did it. Get some beers, get some whatever, <laughs> and start celebrating. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Washington Capitals, baby. Woo! Obi. Emailer Jim disagrees with your love for hockey and the cup celebration. He says... Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. I couldn't disagree with Judd more. The cup celebration is so idiotic and dumb. Each player hands it to another, and they do the same nauseating Ric Flair woo. If that's what entertains Judd, more power to him. (laughs) Can you play that part about not being part of the group? Oh. So, do you really think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz Killington? Yeah. I mean, come on. There's also the time, though, when the captain grabs it and they skate around, do a lap around the yep. ice, all trailing him. And then they notice a lady in the front row in a tight white dress flashing everybody. And they all turn and point. Oh, boobs! Look at the boobs! <laughs> did that happen last night? Yes, it did. It did and it was, I, saw, I didn't see it live. I saw it on Twitter. And it was that was very... Vegas-like. It was, it was very appropriate. Vegas. It was very appropriate They're for that They're all town. turning and pointing. Hey, boys, look at that! <laughs> I think it's a fun celebration. I'm sorry. It is. And I, even as a guy who has, a cool is very like, hot and cold when it comes to the NHL, that game was amazing last night. All kinds of drama. Um, and then uh, we did have a classic hockey goal or two. Or we're just going to fling a puck toward a Nate set of Schmitt, skates Nate and it's going to kind of plinko its way in. Yeah, hit off may or may not hit, yeah, may or may not hit off one of your own guys. Yeah, like, that's who hockey. knows? That's yeah, hockey. For sure. So, but but it, it, it had a lot of drama last night. So, so. so here, here though, was the hockey moment. Because you can't get through a game unblemished, right? There's got to be something. A minute left last night. Minute left. She's ticking down. One goal game. So one goal game. The excitement, the drama, it's palpable. Thank God it wasn't two goals. <laughs> yeah, very good point. Because that would have been dangerous. Yeah, we would have had game six. Yeah. And then did you guys, if you were watching, which I, I think you were for sure, Phil, did you notice the <laughs> clock disappeared from the screen? And Doc goes, the clock is stuck! 
The clock is stuck at one minute. Yeah, yeah. And so in what in your your. Nearing the end, trying to rig it. You're well. It's just it's so hockey. And then they had to go. I think they finally stopped play with what they because it came back. The clock comes back on, and they stopped play with what I think they thought was 28 seconds left. And I I told Dawn, I said, I think this game's over. Now they came back and said, No, no, the clock's right now. It's fixed itself. But that's pretty easy to figure out, right? You just go back, and you can. A lot of times they'll just take a stopwatch and they'll time it. And I think if I am if if I am correct about this, I think they're they are keeping time regardless. But my but the funny thing about it was it was just so hockey that with one minute left in the in what's going to be the final game of your season to crown a champion, the clock gets stuck. I I thought it was shenanigans. I thought you had, and it, by the way, it wouldn't be the first time you had some sort of third party or officials or judges with scorecards, sporting events in Vegas, you know, got to keep an eye out. Um, but yeah, it is. It was like, it, of course, it couldn't just be like a flawless thing for the NHL. Right, they couldn't just, just cl- they couldn't count down yeah. the final minute of play. So. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I definitely have <laughs> observed here. So, Braden Holpe, okay, why did he not start the first game of the playoffs for them? Uh, he was struggling. At the end of the regular season, yeah, yeah he didn't have because he wound up winning all sixteen games yes. for them in the postseason, but yeah. he didn't start the first game. Yeah, he he got replaced. If you if you look at his stats, I believe comparatively for the, the season compared to previous ones, he didn't have a great year until he got back in against Columbus. Because if if you recall, they went down o two to the Jackets in that series at home, mm-hmm. and then Holpe started uh, probably game three against the Jackets, and after that he was really good. So this is my this is my beef here, and this is something that I mean I think you can learn if you're the wild, but I'm not sure what you do about it. Quite frankly, if you just look at regular season performance over the past few seasons, just regular season performance alone, Devin Dubnik and Braden Holpe are pretty similar. If you look at let's just look at some of the basic ones. Let's look at uh, goals against average and save percentage, regular season only. Braden Holpe two point three goals against. Devin Dubnik, 2.3 goals against in the regular season. Save percentage, Braden Holpe, 92%. Devin Dubnik, 92.2%. So they're almost identical regular season goalies. Those are, I get that those are back of the baseball card numbers, and there's you could probably do a deeper dive, and but pretty similar regular season. But once they get to the postseason in their careers, Braden Holpe, under the radar, has been one of the best postseason goalies. Like this dude goes, this dude shaves a half goal per game off his goals against average. Save percentage goes way up. Uh, he has twice in the last four years led all postseason goalies in goals against average. Uh, Devin Dubnik, on the other hand, all the numbers go up. And he's and he's had two years ago. He actually had one of the better. I mean, they got beat by Jake Allen and Devin Dubnik. If if it weren't for Jake Allen, would have been lauded. I think for his performance too, but. Um, all the numbers go up. He allows a half goal more per game. And so by the time you compare their playoff numbers, they are a full goal different almost, goals against average. So my grand point here is, whether it's Devin Dubnik or even the rest of the roster, like the Jason Zuckers, you got to find a way to step your game up to some degree in the postseason. You can't have a goalie who, once the competition gets tougher, like he clearly regresses as you get into these series against the Blackhawks and the Blues and uh, you know whoever else you may run into in the Western Conference these days, but Braden Holpe is the opposite. He just he steps his game up. Maybe if you played it out over time, he'd have a couple bad postseasons. But to this point, he is one of those dudes like Jonathan Quick was a few years ago, where you could just sort of hit your wagon to him. I've said this to you before, and it's a bit generic, but it's true. 
If you're going to win a Stanley Cup, you need your goaltender. You need to be able to rely on your goaltender to win you a couple games a series. Mm-hmm. And and that means not a lot of fluky goals. That means, hopefully last night, look, if Nate Schmidt shoots the puck from the point and it goes off his defender's skate and wildly changes directions, it's going in. Mm-hmm. But if you think back to this this series in particular, there were probably two or three saves that, that Holpe made that he had no business making. And that's what wins you Stanley Cups. And and just to give you, though, just to give you an idea of what it takes to win this trophy, the Washington Capitals ended their season 61 days ago. The regular season came to an end 61 days ago. They, they played 60 extra days. The Minnesota Wilds' last game against the Jets in the playoffs until last night was 48 days. Mm. That's the grind, and that's the amount. So, so when you talk about guys have to do more and, and guys have to play hurt and guys have to make great saves, you're talking about a mindset. And th- this is why I think roster construction becomes in- incredibly important. The Capitals have had good teams before. The Capitals mm. have had really good teams but they didn't necessarily have the roster construction or mindset to get through. This is an absolute grind. Yeah. It, it it probably it's great now, but it but there's probably lots of times during the grind it absolutely sucks and you have to have guys that have that are mentally wired to get through it. Yeah, basketball and and hockey both have two-month postseason. So by the end you've just like think about how many miles you've skated or ran or just like the the grind of being engaged for two and a half hours and Here's another one, just off the the goaltender conversation. What it what it takes to give your team a chance to advance in these series? Again, the the Wild has a guy who shrinks once the calendar turns to late April and May, and doesn't even get a chance to shrink in June because they don't get that far. <laughs> yeah, they. And the it. Capitals have a goalie who who hulks up, who right. who downs a can of spinach like Popeye. Mm-hmm. So there's something called quality start. Percentage. Well, there's quality starts, kind of like in baseball, but the way they quantify this in the NHL, uh, this was developed by Hockey Prospectus. They have, it's, so it's anytime you have a start where your save percentage is better than the league average save percentage, um, or at least 89% on nights where you have 20 or fewer shots against. So it's kind of a little bit scientific. So quality start percentage. What percentage of the time are you, shutting down your opponent at an above-average level. And in the playoffs, it's against the best competition in the world, right? Devin Dubnik in the playoffs, 4 out of 10 on average over his career. Braden Holpe, 7 out of 10. There you go. Like, that's that's a series, right? Yes, right there. That's, that's what wins you, that's that's like, what wins that, you a series. That's 3 out of 10 games, or let's say 1 or 2 yes. out, of, uh, out of 5 games. That's the difference in winning a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And if, if you go through the wild roster right now, how many guys, if I ask you right now on that roster, give me playoff players. Give me guys that you absolutely would spend what amounts to a 60-day period just going through hell with to, to win a, a Stanley Cup. I put Suter on that list. I was going to say, you, you'd pick a couple. I'm Dumb. not trying think, to say it's not say a, an entire team. I might take three defensemen, actually. Parisi. I, like, I would yeah. have taken Parisi previously, and th- this is not his fault, but I think age and, and injury has probably set that back a bit. Stall. But the point being is there's not a lot. Yeah, it's like five or, five or six that you And you definitely sure wouldn't take. take the goaltender for that. Mm-hmm. And That's you true. definitely wouldn't take what... But here's the, here's the real problem. If I then give you that list of, of formerly and now not young players who we thought 
three years back, okay, th- this is the group. How many w- would you absolutely want to take through that 60-day period? You'd be hard-pressed. Mm-hmm. Grandland, way too up and down, right? Coil, at this point, no. Yeah. Niederreiter, at this mm-hmm. point, maybe? I still think if you gave, this is where you and I differ, maybe? I think if you gave Zucker and Niederreiter just more, more games or even a different infrastructure. I, I think those are those are two dudes that before their careers are over are going to do some things in the postseason, whether it's with the Wild or somebody else. But to this point, and to your point, they haven't proven anything, so it's still a question. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk to Lou Nanny about all of these things here in about 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, he usually joins on Thursdays, but we'll wrap the whole season. It's actually better that he's on with us today because we can wrap the whole season and kind of speculate on Wild. Chris Singleton at 11.30 on Twins and Baseball. It's game show Friday, and we have two four-packs of tickets for, I believe it's Sunday's game this weekend against the Angels at Target Field. So we're going to play two different game shows today. Just be ready. When we play game show music at any point during the, the, the next three hours and 15 minutes, just have the phone number written down, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. There is some really amazingly reckless NBA speculation out there that doesn't include the Timberwolves. And it kind of, I understand why, but it's irritating. I want to run this by you when we get back. Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Happy? Yeah. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. All right, people, let's get ready. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN. Think you know who will win the U.S. Open? I know, but if you also know, you can prove it by signing up for 1500 ESPN's Majors Fantasy Golf Challenge, or if you've already signed up and played... Just log in and make your picks again. Select your players from the uh, featured groups. Watch that field unfold. If you choose correctly, well, you could win a golf trip for four to Cragens. Make your picks by 4.55 a.m. Thursday morning, the 14th, to be entered. Head to 1500ASPN.com to sign up. Reckless speculation! looking to add wings. Oh, this is great. This is from Stephen A. Smith. It does not get more reckless than this. Stephen A. Smith. However. I think he said this on first take, but it's all over the internet now. So he has seven teams LeBron James will talk to in free agency, according to his sources. And I, okay, here, before we get to these seven teams and why this list irritates me as a Timberwolves fan, um, I think so. Game Game Four is tonight, and you can hear it. I believe on this station, we're going to run Game Four tonight on this very station. Covered seven o'clock. Tip awesome. at eight. So if you're LeBron James at this point, and now that you're down three nothing, and you know that you can't beat the Warriors four times in a row, I don't think it's a coincidence that the list of seven teams he wants to talk to is coming out between games three and four. There's really nothing good from a LeBron standpoint that can come out of them winning the game tonight because you're not going to win the series. So you might as well just get into. I think in his mind and in his maybe maybe he's not the one pulling these strings. It's probably people in his camp that are saying, "All right, let's let's start to notify the seven let's, teams that we're interested in talking to, so they can start to plan in their the minds how they would make room for him financially." So if I had to guess, they lose the game tonight, and he's going to put up a triple double. But there's no real incentive to win the game tonight if you know deep down you can't win the series. Just get into free. Do you think win. LeBron? So when when uh, when uh, Smith uh, screwed up that play at the end of game one, do you think that 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 uh, deal of him on the bench with the towel was was him thinking, all right, I got six teams. Should I add a seventh team to this list? 
that I'm that I'm going to give Stephen A. Smith. So he's sitting there, sort of like hunched over. He's trying to think: Should I oh. have six or seven teams? Do you think? Should I? I'm going to go with seven teams for Stephen A. I think his camp is in touch with guys like Stephen A. and eventually Adrian Wojnarowski. And you know he's probably had these conversations all throughout the regular season with his guys, and they like they know what he's thinking here. All right. And so here are the seven teams LeBron James will talk to, according to Stephen A. Smith, the Cavaliers. Okay, obviously. <laughs> He just, well, he's got a inform, courtesy conversation. He's got to inform him he's leaving. Right. It's a courtesy conversation. Now, if if new Cavs GM, who, who's been there for about a year now, if he says, listen, is it Dana Dana Altman, whatever yeah. his name is, yeah, if he says, listen, I know that this isn't good for you right now, and it was J.R. Smith a disaster, and but I have been back-channeling, and uh, we've got Paul George ready to roll here, and also we've got this deal over here. So I, well, it's... It's a courtesy conversation, and the Cavs are going to have to be the ones that say, listen, we've already got these three moves ready to roll behind the scenes, but it's not going to happen. Lakers, mm-hmm. Rockets, 76ers, Heat, interesting, Celtics, very interesting, and Warriors is the name that came out. That's one of the names that was bandied about all over the interwebs yesterday. Now, the Warriors would be, as we talked about on this show yesterday, the only reason to go to the Warriors is if you want to go 82-0 and and sweep your way through the playoffs and make that your... this is If you made that your stated goal right away and said, listen, you're all going to hate us for this even more than you already do. But our goal isn't just to win championships. Our goal is to win every game for eight months. Zero losses. That's no fun, yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't think that happens. Uh, Celtics would be interesting. I'm sure Kyrie Irving wouldn't be too happy unless they had to trade Kyrie Irving. In which case, hey Timberwolves, I was yeah, <laughs> get in there. That that would be the thing, yeah. right? But does it? This is my point about the Wolves. Doesn't it bother you a little bit that Minnesota isn't even a one percent pipe dream? That he's going <laughs> to talk to like twenty five percent of the NBA, and you got a team with Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns, and team that made the playoffs, and they're you know they're. They're on the rise with some good pieces here, and it's not even it's not even an afterthought in LeBron James' mind to have a conversation because of Glenn Taylor and Tom Thibodeau, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's because the, of Glenn Taylor and Tom Thibodeau that yeah. they're not even like the eighth team on his list of you know what? That's I don't even I don't even think LeBron thinks of the Wolves as being a team in, in the same league in which he plays right now, and he shouldn't. Like, and I'm, not even, I'm not even he arguing. Comes with here, him. He comes here once a year now, and I think he's like, oh yeah, that's right, it's cold here. I gotta go. I gotta go downtown. Yeah. Minneapolis play the Wolves and then I go and then I leave. I don't even think he thinks of them as a a functional team in the league in which he exists. And and for I mean they're really not, right? Let's be honest. I mean but this is this is Badly. it to the seventy sixers. The seventy sixers, for as bad as the Timberwolves have been for fourteen years, the Sixers were even lower and more embarrassing for a couple years there. Didn't they win nine games in one of their seasons like four years ago or something? I mean, that is a team that has been actively losing and has been a punchline in the NBA for a number of years. And they got their bleep together in time to at least have a meaningful conversation with LeBron James in three or four weeks from now. Yep. Now, maybe that narrative changes because their general manager just got ousted for having 17 burner Twitter accounts and his wife. Uh, but if the 76ers, from where they were three or four years ago, yep. could get it together and have have an appealing enough product and franchise with young stars on the rise to the point where LeBron bleeping James still in his prime would have a conversation with them and maybe even have them in his top three list. And the wolves aren't even a 1% pipe dream afterthought. 
just kind of drives me nuts. Well, I think part of it, I think if you go through this list, part of it is based on conferences as well. Because if you're going to come to the West, Rockets make sense. Golden State, I think, is out. I mean, I, that's a fun story to talk about, but they're out. Uh, Lakers make sense because he lives there. And if you if you go there with Paul George and get another piece and win, you are a hero beyond belief. Uh, the Sixers, the Heat, the Celtics all make sense in in if you go there, you, you've got a very good chance then to immediately go to the finals. But if you if you sit down right now, if you're LeBron, Phil, and you put together and I say put together a list, and I want you to put together a Wolves list and base base the good and the bad. So give give me a, a list of the good. And give me a list of why you wouldn't go to the Wolves. The reason to come here would be Cat. The reason to come here might be Butler if yeah, you like him. I think so. I could say you Butler. You can make that work. It would, only, it would, it would just but be like a one or two year mercenary thing. You can okay. make it work. But after that, I got nothing for you. I've got two names. Cat and Jimmy. And that's it. But those are two real... Because when he went... When he went to the Heat, there were three names. And I'm not comparing. Like I, I get that the, the Heat thing was two stars in their prime and... And the third, name, Pat was, Riley the third was, name was Pat Riley. And Pat Riley was it right. Then. Yeah, as the as the godfather general manager figure. And he obviously, even though they had a little bit of a falling out at the end of the heat run, and Pat Riley didn't love the way it was handled, obviously their relationship is salvageable enough, and there's a mutual respect there enough to where he's going to have another conversation with Pat Riley, according to Stephen A. Smith. But you're right. But I don't think you need 10 names. I, no. think, I think you need just a couple reasons that can help you win a championship. Now, okay, let's just go down this path for 30 more seconds, and then we'll get off and go to Lunani. If if you traded, because it'd have to be a sign-and-trade, if you were to trade Andrew Wiggins and something else, like a future draft pick and whatever, and Justin Patton or something, and you were to bring LeBron James over in a sign-and-trade, and he signs a one-year contract with a player option for the second year, so it's literally just like a one-year mercenary deal. And I'm not even saying the Cavs would would do that because they might not even want five years of Wiggins, even though they drafted him. Okay, if you if you brought him over and it was Butler, Cat, and LeBron James, and all the other pieces you have here, Jeff Teague, whatever. That team, I don't know if that team beats the Warriors. If Durant goes back to the Warriors, I don't know if that team beats the. Oh, Warriors. I don't think they do. And I don't know if that. And team I've still beats got two Houston. names for you though. Anti, what? Why you wouldn't come here? Glenn Taylor and Tibbs. Yeah. But if he the could deal with, of that. if he could deal with Dan Gilbert, he could deal with Glenn Taylor. But it's the Tom Thibodeau thing that would be the biggest. It's drop. it's too much potential dysfunction. Yeah, Lou Nanny will join the show when we come back. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studio. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd show will continue in a moment. We'll be back in the game before you know it. Mackie and Judd on fifteen hundred ESPN.